Hello there. I'm Braden, and I put shit. Hello there. I'm Zeke, and I play Braden. Hello, I'm Darwin, and I play Luna the Witch. Hi, I'm Amadeus, and I play Venetius. Hi, I'm Nix, and I play Angel the Monk. And I'm your game master, Andy. Welcome to Dirty Dice Duel Boom, Book One, Surrounded in an Unfamiliar Gray, Chapter One. Venetius Nafayan. For 40. <laughs> what? What? Uh, did I fuck it up? Start. <laughs> no, you gotta, you gotta give it like a. <laughs> I mean. How do you say last name? I, I tend to emphasize the A a little bit. Nafayan. Okay. Nafayan. Venetius Naf. Na... <laughs> it's okay, you'll uh -huh. get there. You'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> The DM would be the one cracking up here. Andy, please. I'm ready. Hand up. Hand up. <laughs> Gotta get the giggles out. Yeah, just <laughs> take a minute. Oh. I fucked it up so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First sentence, actually. why we call it bloopers i didn't even i didn't even Bloop? go like no you did i just i just saw it like a he had to know what it meant he gave me the, the stinky right. eye take two three seven you counting yeah okay venetius nafayan for 40 years you have traveled all around the continent of falemma Discovering, studying, and fighting off the secrets that have been long since buried. Your guild, the Esoteric Vanguard, has been expanding to the other continents. You offered to travel to Palskelpton to study and record the strange phenomena that happened there. You paid for a shipping boat to transport you. Filled with excitement and wonder, you are about to experience a whole new world. On your way there, you fell asleep one calm night. You don't really fall asleep, but you know what I mean. I'm meditating, yeah. But you did not wake up in the same place. When your eyes open, you see nothing but a dim green glow. As you try to pan around, your vision doesn't change. It's as if you are sleeping. After an undetermined amount of time, you begin to see shapes in the green. You see it take the shape of a humanoid figure of average build and height. Probably a human. <clears throat> Next to you, you see another humanoid shape. A bit smaller, standing side by side. Behind them, more humanoid shapes appear in a mass. Except these ones are massive in size, towering over your vision and, and the two humanoids in front of you. The large ones fade as the two remaining get separated and now face each other. Only a perception check. All right. First roll of the campaign. 
Oh, mama. We're starting off strong with a 21. That is... That's good. You sense from their body language that these two have an animosity towards towards one another. Mm. One that wasn't present before. And then it all fades away. Angel to Neo. Said that right? Cool. You are a weapon. You've always been a weapon for your country. You have given your time, blood, sweat, and flesh to your country. But to you, there is no better way. For you are a warrior. Warriors give their lives and flesh to their people without asking for anything in return. It's what you do. And as you become a warrior, as you became a warrior, you swore never to abandon your duty. Well, not voluntarily at least. Sometimes warriors must be pragmatic. It was a late night when you received the word, you and your squad, to find and caption an individual named Edgar Lo- Loth. Loth? Louth. Louth. <laughs> an individual named Edgar Louth. And an individual, a part of the Silver Sworn fanatic group, who managed to escape custody. Your squad was tasked to capture him and bring him back to base to interrogate about information on the Silver Sworn. Even though the capture ended up being a success, there were later some complications. It was your duty that night to watch him, make sure he didn't have any tricks up his filthy sleeves. You were on high alert, not a wince of fatigue was on your face. But suddenly, you felt as if you were daydreaming. Or perhaps you were sleeping with your eyes open? Whichever it was, once you realized you lost focus, you tried to snap back. But what you saw was no longer the dark moonlit night out by the cave sides. You were now in a dim green room with no perception of yourself. It feels like minutes before something appears. A mass of people. They are anonymous. You can't even tell if they are human or elves, or even dwarfs actually. They move as one, towards a massive wall that just appears in front of them. Behind the walls are more people who look either just as anonymous as the first group, or perhaps they are the same. A fight breaks out, and the carnage starts and ends in an instant, with all of them lifeless on the ground. Full perception check. Oh, there's a little big one. <coughs> That's a... 17. Okay. The dead people on the ground are similar but are obviously different sizes, like a difference between gnomes and a human. Their bodies fade away as plants grow over the carcasses, and then new people start to gather. They are intrigued by the flowers, but there isn't enough for everyone, so they split up into two groups and start to fight again, and then it all fades. Illunatar Vetio. Illuno Ter. You you get okay that one. I thought you that's a credit. tough one. That you make the tough ones. Uh, no, I, no blame given. Restart. Illuno Teovetio. I'm, I'm good. Just go with it. The outcasts amongst the strange ones of the world. You've lived your life for yourself, even though you aren't against raising a hand for someone in need. 
You'd rather not leave your home. The place you've been for most of your life, a cold mountaintop that is never the same every day. But you have responsibilities being a part of a grove. You need to travel from time to time to solve somebody else's mistake. Sometimes it's someone messing with a rift to another plane and ending up making it bigger. Or some, someone pissed off a bunch of tree ants in a sacred forest. Whatever it may be, you have to spend months to resolve something that has nothing to do with you. Perhaps doing so puts a smile on your face, a sense of accomplishment, or feeling like you made the world a better place. But you never look forward to doing it again, since you, you'd have to leave your home again. But on one fateful day, you were heading back for a mission you were tasked to do. You had to work together with some strange individuals in Tolidia to help heal the land the bug like you already have damaged. It was a long mission, one of the longest you've had, and you were tired. However, you never made it home. Because on the night before you were going to get on the ship ride home, you fell asleep and woke up in a new area. A dim green glow, a dim green room, you cannot see yourself or move your head. You can only watch and listen, and what you do see resembles an egg. The size of it is impossible to tell. You don't know if it's small, large but distant, or average. But an egg is in front of you. A few more eggs show up near it, four in total. They all grow in size, beginning to shake, beginning to hatch. Then a massive club comes from the sky and hits them all simultaneously. The eggs crack, then break, and their fillings pour out on the ground and mix like, and mix like an omelette. This omelette seeps into the ground and out, out comes grass and flowers. Roll me a perception check. That's a number. Oh, no. Eight. Okay. Mmm, tasty. It's peaceful, but that only lasts for a moment as it shakes and rumbles. Then a massive crack ripples through the plants and causes a massive fissure that splits it apart. And then it all fades away. Brayden Willet Blue Hand. This morning is particularly cold. Your blanket was too short to cover your whole body. It either didn't cover your chest or left your feet exposed. Is it better to warm up the feet, the coldest part of the body, so that the rest of your body feels warmer? Or perhaps it's better to cover your chest so that you can have a bit of comfort next to your heart. When it's near your chest, it reminds you of your childhood blanket you carried around everywhere. This little decision has kept you up all night, but that's not what's really bothering you, is it? Because today's the day. Today's the day you die. Today has been knocking on the back door of your thoughts for the past month. It happened only two, two fortnights ago, yet it felt like it happened yesterday. However, to know that you no longer need to run away makes you feel a bit, a bit of contempt. Perhaps it was the lack of sleep, talking, but you felt ready this morning. Ready to close the final page of your book. However, 
If only you could see the other half of the book filled with empty pages that hunger for more ink. As the guards came up to your cell, startling you by banging the iron bonds with their sword hilts, they announced it is time for scum like you to face justice. Next to the guards stood a priest. No, that's not it. I am white. <coughs> Good job. A lot of text. <laughs> you know what? There was an inconsistency here. Let me fix this real quick. So interesting. It's easy. Yeah, man, I feel so relaxed when Andy breaks his form, so I feel like I can actually fucking breathe. <laughs> <laughs> when my hand goes down, you can breathe. <laughs> Big brother, you forgot to breathe. Yeah, <laughs> dies on a rooftop. Okay. Like a dog. Next to the guards stood a priest who gave you a sympathetic stare. The guards put cuffs on your wrists and a ball chain on your ankles. The snap of the cell doors echoed throughout the aisle and you began to walk. You and about five other prisoners marched towards the gallows. As the footprints fill your senses, you peer out the window into the courtyard. The priest is already praying. That contempt, contempt you felt earlier had faded, and now your own heartbeat is louder than the clanking metal around you. It's the only thing you can focus on as you keep walking forward. Thump, thump, thump. You're about to die. Thump, thump, thump. That is the only thing in your head. But you realize something. The metal clanking has stopped moving. You open your eyes to find yourself in a different spot. Dim green is all you can see. No matter where you look, nothing seems distinguishable. After what feels like forever, you finally see a figment of a creature. It looks like a bird. About the size of your hand, it appears to be staring at you, in confusion. It then hops up to you and starts to peck at nothing. But it looks like it would be near your feet if they were there. That makes sense. I said it was in his hand. No. It jumped down to your feet. Let's go with that. <laughs> I don't know. You wanna, you wanna take that line again? No, it's fine. Oh, okay. How <laughs> come I'm the one that gets a special fucking treatment? Your feet? <laughs> the bud. The bird grows more restless as its pecking gets more aggressive. It starts to put its weight into the pecks. And not long afterwards, the ground begins to crack from the bird's beak. It doesn't stop. And slowly, the whole area becomes cracked and is on the verge of breaking. And then in an instant, it all disappears and you are stuck in the same dim green room. <clears throat> you then see anomalous silhouettes begin to run from something. They quickly find some, well, what looks like cover, but you don't, don't see anything. Behind them is a large creature that doesn't have one shape, but many. It seems to be morphing constantly, but something about it seems absolute. You can't exactly put it into words. Only a perception check. <coughs> that is not the dice. No, that was the dice. It just hit the big one. Oh. <laughs> What'd you get? 22. Okay. Good dumb. You notice beneath the runners 
the ground begins to rumble. It looks as if it's boiling. The creature notices the runners, and as it notices, it quickly acts as it jumps towards and consumes the, its victims. You heard nothing for this whole endeavor, yet you're sure you would hear screams. Screams of those who couldn't hide from a monster. And then it all fades. All of you see the dim green room begin to move. Or perhaps you are the one moving through it. For the first time since being here, you have feeling, and you feel as if you're being dragged through dense mud. As your vision is being pulled to another area, shapes begin to appear again, but they come and go and you zip past them. None of them are distinguishable. And just before it starts to get overwhelming, you hear something ringing inside your skull. At first it's just noise, and then it starts to buff out into woods. Woods you don't understand, coming from, an, from at least a dozen of people. Dozens of people. And then these woods start to make sense, and it just repeats. Get out! <coughs> get out! Get out, get out, get out! GET OUT! The woods deafen your ears. It has to repeat over and over. Suddenly it stops as you stop moving. And then you hear a singular voice speaking in a muffled tone. You. What a wonderful surprise you are. The dim green moon fades as you see a bright white flash. And then you feel cold, rough stone on your hands and knees. You adjust to your surroundings, and you are in a 10 by 10 room made from what looks like grey stone. Oh, by the way, that's 10 by 10 feet. The floor beneath you has an arcane magic circle engraved in it. The circle has a dim green glow that slowly fades away into the grey stone floor. In front of you is a doorway with no door that leads to the hall into the hallway. And across the hallways there are more rooms that look exactly like the one you are in. You step out of the room once you give yourself the time to adjust yourself. Outside of the room you see the hallway turned 90 degrees on both ends. The hallway seems to go into a square with these same rooms on both sides. You look around and see three other individuals who look just as confused as you. Let's introduce ourselves, shall we? Let's start with the right this time. Zeke, describe your character. <coughs> Pardon. <clears throat> that was long. Thank you for being patient. It was good stuff. Oh, okay. Um, so, before you is a man shackled um his hands cuffed in um in chains each hand slowly like crossed near his heart and both um his ankles are strapped together by a chain that recedes down the entire length of his body um um the only thing that covers him is a very lucrative loincloth oh and um his head um his heads are kind of like Buzzed. Uh, the sides of his, the sides of his temple are kind of like buzzed down. I was about to say heads. Head. <laughs> it's two heads. Well, you're just Whoa. wearing a loincloth. Yep. And I'm in shackles. You have you have nothing. Nope. This is wow. great. And uh, my hair is like pulled up into a hot, into a into a man bun. And you his eyes have the amber flash of a wolf. He has um across his um chin is a um is a is a really rough 
scrape of just f of um, five o'clock shadow as he's just <coughs> kind of sitting there just like looking down at his hands looking back at everyone else for a moment trying to take it all in and wondering if this is just a dream or not it probably is you hope so gonna say something? Trying to. I'm not nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God, we were practicing character. Come well, on. son of a bitch. Are you my nightmare? <laughs> Pinch me if I'm waking up. And we'll stop there. Nix. <laughs> They're through the doorway. Speaking carefully in what appears to be some sort of combat stance. <clears throat> yeah, just like ready to throw hands. Is it mountain, mountain stance? stance? Do you know your stances? Anybody here know their stances? No, it is not a. Do you question. actually know your fucking yeah, stances? Yeah, do you know your stances? Would you know? No. Um, mountain stance. Standing before you all. Is a human. A short one. Five foot four. That's pretty average for women. Yeah. Well. A yeah. short human. Okay. Female. Wearing all black. Must be black leathers. Head to toe. Well, I should say neck to toe. Except for a long, draping, purple deep royal purple scarf with golden stitching. Her pale skin reflects what little light is in the room while her aquamarine eyes well you don't know if they're reflecting them or absorbing them. Hard to say. Very odd. She looks at you all just Suspiciously, she's not sure what to think of any of you at this point. That's nothing. Okay. Amadeus. So, on this end of the hallway here, you see a rather slender individual in a black suit with a white button-up shirt underneath. He wears these kind of nice dress shoes. He's got a wide-brimmed dark hat with a lavender ribbon around the um, the head of it. And his face is entirely obscured by this long lavender scarf that covers his features and posts a pair of darkly tinted spectacles. Sunglasses, if you will. Very reminiscent of the Invisible Man. <clears throat> Sleeping in your bed. bed. <laughs> Sleeping in your bed. He's got these, these gloves that have <coughs> these kind of glowing, shifting runes on them. And as he gathers his wits, he kind of looks around and goes, Well, isn't this a terribly interesting predicament we find ourselves in? <laughs> terribly interesting. Oh, you all, all faded black. Oh, sorry. 
Well, sorry. No signal. Sorry, Darwin. <laughs> Static. Okay. Done. So, over here you see a about a six foot tall. She's very slender, very pale, almost translucent skin as she walks out clad in a long fur-lined dress with a white fox cuddling around her feet. And you just hear, well, fuck this. <laughs> she looks at you guys and just, where are we at? And who are you? I like the first thing you said. Fuck this. And fuck you, God. Then try to mine the prison cell or what? No. You, oh. in, you in the hallway. Oh, so that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, the, the map is pretty accurate. I guess I should explain for people who don't see the map. <laughs> so, <laughs> kind of looking around, it looks like, uh, by the way, I'm just going to, a little consistency. So, the walls kind of have a kind of tannish to it. They're, they're, they look, they're gray. I couldn't find a gray stone looking thing, so everything is made from gray. There's literally okay. no exceptions, except for the little mm. arcane circles that have a bean, have a, have a dim greenness to it. Might want to restart describing it. Like a smooth gray stone? Um, it's smooth in some cases. It looks like it's definitely man-made, everything. Like, this, this, isn't, this isn't natural sandstone. This is definitely polished and smooth and sometimes bricked. Depending, I think the walls are bricked, the floor <laughs> is smooth. So, yeah. Okay. Well, Venetius will respond to you guys. I'm inclined to agree. I, this seems to be a rather inconvenient teleportation, but perhaps not so much for you as he looks over at the so far unnamed Brayden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My character's just gonna kind of lean up against the wall, arms <laughs> trying to cross themselves with his shackled hands. He's like, call me Brayden. Brayden Blue Hand. Probably heard of me. Have I? No. <laughs> no, no, you have not. Of course not. Never heard of you. <laughs> My character just swallows hard, just like. Can't say I'm not hurt by that. Well, it is a pleasure, Braden. Uh, a pleasure to you, too. I'd shake your hand, but my hands are a bit tied down. Kind of stick my hands out like this. Right, alright. Why? Is, is there... Should we be worried? Yes, you appear to be a prisoner. Or what? Execution. Well, don't look at me like that. I could be worse. I could be dead. Execution is the crime, or...? Execution is the crime, fuck yeah. But it don't matter. I'm nope. still alive, and I mean, so are you. I mean, more importantly, I'm still alive, but I don't mind about that. Don't worry about it. It's nothing to concern yourself with. Just, um. Difficult times. I'm just happy to be alive. Maybe. It's I'm just gonna say, if this is limbo, I don't like it. Well, it very well could be. I mean, well, are you two criminals? Certainly not. Okay. Well, I'm looking like I'm with I mean, a bad neither am I. So that is not why we are all here. But... I'd, like, I'd really like... Anybody know? What'd you say? Does anybody know where where we are? Well, I can take a look. And um, 
Venetius would like to turn back to the arcane circle in his room, uh, room and see if he can distinguish anything about its uh, properties. I assume you are trained in Arcana. Oh, big time. Yeah, Noble needed anyone. Anyone who's trained in Arcana knows that this is a conjuration magic circle, but you don't recognize the spell. Okay. No roll to be made? No roll to be made. Okay. Um, it's an impossible, like, skill, so, yeah. That is fair. He, he probably spends some time detecting magic and casting, like, read magic and stuff, and after a minute he turns back and goes, well, this seems to be conjuration magic, so we've been conjured to this place in some way, but do I know, is conjuration magic the school that teleportation mm -hmm. would be? Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. A, it's a sub-school for conjuration. Mm -hmm. I have a minus one to my arcana, so my oh character is going to assume conjuration means creation. <laughs> we've been created. We've been created. <laughs> so what you're saying is I've been made a new man, then. I mean, well, that's one way to look at teleportation. Great. Fresh start. I'm going to start hobbling away. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Movie model. <laughs> But and Luna would have also broken off to look at the circles and seeing. And the it goes other. so fucking slow. <laughs> okay, now that you went around the corner, let me just show you what you see. Oh. Describe it. I, I, I need to sit down. He'll <laughs> <laughs> get there, god dang it. So, as you shuffle down the hallway. And you turn around the corner, you look to your left and see there it appears to be a bunch of fallen bricks from the ceiling and a bunch of blood left behind, but no signs of corpses or any other signs of people being there. That that blood is dry though. Brain just turns around and goes Raises his finger to say something and realizes Get my mouth shut about this one. <laughs> Starts walking over without telling anybody. Well, good luck, Brayden. Okay. You can see down the hall now. <clears throat> bonk, bonk. So, as you look uh, near those, the blood stains and the fallen ceiling pieces. Fair enough, Santa. <laughs> Santa is currently standing on his chair to see the map. No, it's not to see the map. It's to nice view. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, God. It's to yeah. uh, solidify his superiority. To, to, to put in perspective, we have a TV set up for the play mats. It's really nice. Spent a lot of money on this fucking thing. It uh, works surprisingly well. Yeah, I, like, I even made the. Uh, wow, the gap is like non-existent. It's fucking great. It's nice. I love it. Screen like it's it doesn't feel like there's any sort of standoff really. So at the end of the hallway, you see what appears to be a statue standing ten to twelve feet tall. It is destroyed. Uh, the pieces of the head, the arms. It looks like a humanoid figure, but you can't make out details. You can't even know what it could be. It just stands tall and. Well, it, it had a weapon, but it's also been destroyed, and just a huge pile of bubble in front of it. And it looks like that the that hallway you're looking down leads to left and right. It seems to be one, if not the only exit out of this little teleportation area. 
Raid's just gonna... Is, um, the fragmented stone on the ground, is that a, is any of that, like, sharp? Like a little hand-sized, temporary, kind of dagger-looking thing? You asking if you can use a piece of stone for weapon? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll accept it. Shiva size. I'm wearing, you know, manacles. I think it's fitting. I will say yes, you can find, but it'll be an improvised weapon. So it's a minus two, I believe. No, Don, never... you're supposed to be the encyclopedia. Look, I only know about things I've run across. And I've <laughs> never been interested in improvised weapons. <laughs> we'll look up at that in rule, I guess. I have it right here. I have an improvised weapon, and my my plus two attack is are you only picking, two. Are you picking the stone next to you or the one at the statue? Um, Look at the stone right here first. Is there anything that's sharp, like finesse, stab motion kind of thing? No, I'm going to say it's mostly blunt. Just straight bricks. The size of a hand, though, you can use as a weapon. Can I use it as a finesse, like fashion mother, or is it agile? I'm going to say a brick is not agile. I still got my fists. I'm just going to sort through the rocks and be like, <coughs> I can use my imagination for this. I don't have one of those. <laughs> I dropped a rock. Alright, so as Braden is investigating that room, you get you both was doing your things with the circles. Angel, what are you doing? I I'm going to do I'm going to sort of follow Braden. Uh I'm going to basically come around to that corner and peek around. You peek around and you see Brayden going through what appears to be a bunch of bricks on top of dried blood. I wait. I sort of, I, I uh, speak up. You hear him say he doesn't have imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Prisoner, you won't make it long in a place like this alone. Especially not shackled. Um, I suppose that's a good point. Well, um, there ain't much of um, any good weapons around here. There's a statue down that way. It looks crushed by something. I don't know what, but it's there. Well, if we have any chance of making it out of here safely, as much as I don't like the idea, we should probably get you out of those shackles. You're useless with them on. And I'm not about to babysit. Are you, are you saying you'd babysit me if I took these shackles off or I'm useless because I need babysit? A shackled man is useless and thus will need babysat. So let's get them off of you. Well, I'll tell you one thing, I ain't no kid, but all right, we can, we can do that. I'm gonna start waddling over to him like a child. <laughs> Let's see if any of these presumable casters have anything to get that off of you. I mean, I could always try. Do you got like a hairpin? <laughs> I look in your hair that is bunned. What's it held together with? That is a piece of leather. A little leather string. You don't gotta worry about that. I start going through my stuff quickly enough. Um, you do have all your things, by the way. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that, that, that was probably him. Yeah, for me, I presume I have them all. Yeah, all except the one thing. You know what it is, but... 
You, you know what it is. Yeah. I have some items that might work, but I'm not willing to give them to you just to be broken. They're far more useful than that. Before we attempt too hard, I would like a bit more insight as to how you ended up in those shackles in the first place. Um, I'll be honest with you, ma'am. I ain't willing to get any information about that quite yet. I don't want to get condemned again. I turn around and I go into, I guess, the nearest room, which would hold Aluna. Mm -hmm. What are you doing right now? Probably fiddling around with the magic circle and just kind of trying to identify it and not succeeding. Do you have any ways of removing the shackles from this prisoner? No. I can give somebody some help unlocking the cuffs, but I couldn't do it myself, no. Do you have tools? No. Anything that might work as an improvised tool? I just need a fish hook. Or a hairpin. Or anything that looks, you know, like like a stick. That could work. You must have had to have thieved a lot to end up with a dead sentence, huh? Would you steal a king's crown? God, I wish I stole something pretty like that. But no, that, that ain't it. And I don't feel comfortable talking about none right now. I just... Yes, yes, you've made that clear. I go over to God, what the a hole bitch. with the <laughs> in it. All right. He too. You beat that clear. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Venetius as well is fiddling with this arcane circle. There's maybe like some some glyphs casting out into the air and <coughs> fizzling as they fail to make purchase on the magic. And after a moment he stands up like, hmm, this is quite bizarre teleportation magic. You wouldn't have any methods of freeing this brain-numb prisoner, would you? Oh, certainly. Well, he's useless like this. Right, right. Um, I feel like they're right over there. here. Venetius will go out into the hallway and start with, well, seems like a, us being in this peculiar situation. We have the opportunity to help each other here. Let me start with, I am called Venetius. If we can promise to work together, I would be happy to assist you. Though I do not know any of you, I feel that there may be dangers here, and that is going to be our best chance of escaping. They call me Angel. After our names are all introduced, I suppose we can get to strength and and weaknesses. Certainly, we might need it in this place. I am practiced in the arcane arts, and a well-traveled individual. Not to say that. What sort of arcane arts. That of wizardry. Wizardry. And you. I am in Luna. I am one of the druids from Palace Skelton. Specialized in primal casting and a little bit of 
control and she begins to pull off her backpack and pull out six vials. I also dabble in a little bit of herbal concoctions. My, she pulls out six flasks. These are all elixirs of life. Ooh. If this place is dangerous, I won't have the ability to run them to you. I was gonna ask. I was lucky by any chance, but I suppose that that wouldn't be too much to ask. Never mind. Well, I am a master of martial arts. Not much more to it than that. And you, prisoner of strengths? Well, as you put it, I'm in shackles, so I don't have a lot of strengths. I'm just a baby. Once we let you out, what will be your strengths? <laughs> Which will let you out? <laughs> out of your shackles. I love the voice, by the way. Thank you. Everyone's brought so many, like, things to the table. M- metaphorically, I mean. Um, I feel put on the spot, I'll be honest with you. But I'm pretty... I'm, I'd say I'm pretty decent at... Well, shit, I'm pretty good at all sorts of things, but I'm really... I'm pretty lucky, I'd say. But over everything else, I've, um... Yeah, that's about it. You don't look very lucky, if I'm being honest. I haven't died yet. I guess that does make you pretty lucky, doesn't it? Goddamn right it does. I feel like that makes you average lucky. Your average person is not dead. Well, you might be right, you might be wrong, although they might be lucky to be here after the choices they've made. Throw. Well, we could at least use you as bait, but you are not very fast bait right now, so... Right. How can you get him out? To business, then, and <laughs> just will reach into this, uh, satchel he keeps at his side, and pull out these tools. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> are and uh he'll he'll lean down to these handcuffs all right give me a moment and attempt to pick these handcuffs may i roll to aid sir how the hell can you aid no don't do that do that my hands are still my hands are still usable okay so aid should be reduced what would aid be well how much is an aid oh you mean the dc yeah was it uh, because we're doing the reduced um dc 15 maybe when it comes to like yeah, set it kinda DC, goes they like, like to lower it by five usually. I'd say Pathfinder one level like yeah, fifteen or no, Pathfinder one is what ten. Ten. Somewhere between. So, 10 see, and if it's a ten on train skills, we'll pass on like a four. Let's do fifteen. I'd fifteen. Fifteen is at twenty. I like that. Yeah. I like. I like. 15. I'm okay with fifteen. Yeah. Okay. We don't want to make it too easy. Fifteen is to aid. How do you aid though with your hands cuffed? Um, I've done a little pick, a uh, little bit of lock picking in my past, so I think I'd, I think I'd like to, I don't know, help by standing still. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm gonna say that doesn't do it. <laughs> I'm gonna give him advice. Be like, maybe you should try the other way. Okay, sure. You can, you can roll for that. You're gonna be tech support. <laughs> tech support. If you try to plug in them first, hey, it worked. Oh, shit, that's good. So 15 is a pass, 5 is a critical is a, a thievery check. Yeah. That is yes. a 20, okay. that is 22 again. 22, right, it's plus 1. Oh, right. 
Uh, my and Luna will begin to chant and yeah. tone. Let I'm gonna go ahead and say just because I figured this out, only one person can aid a person at a time. We have figured that out because it is a circumstance bonus. Makes sense. So, yeah. although a status bonus, guidance though multiple people bonus. can help, it's just only one bonus. Yeah. So, so you could, yeah, multiple people could try. That if way, some, if one fails. Some, if, yeah, if someone not ones, someone plus ones, then nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Makes you, sense. You want to will cast guidance, so that is a status bonus. It will stack with the aid. Oh fuck! No wait. We're looking at a plus two with that guidance. Okay. Getting places. You didn't need any of that. Not fucking 20. Yep. That's an extra 20 for a 26. He needs to roll again, by the way. You have to succeed three times in a row to pick lock this. And then yes. Critical success. Yeah, critical success count as two, or does it auto? I said, I said these are simple, 20. right? Um, or they good poor? They're simple. The simple? The DC, okay. Yeah, I already have the DC right here, boss. Of course, you gotta scale it down. To yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the DC? Poor. 22, currently. 22, okay. So... One of the item level of master of the handcuffs. Level one. So you would reduce the DC by one for profici- proficiency without level. It's twenty one. Jesus Christ! You got what? Would you get? Twenty six. Okay, and you not twenty. That's two. You need to do one more success. All right. I think they're about to bust free. Try wiggling to the right. I'm gonna go ahead and say the eight applies to this check too. Twenty four to eight. Okay, didn't need to do that. Damn how about, it. How about the guidance? No. None. Unless Andy wants to give it to you, but no. Can't you use guidance after the roll? No. No, and it's not. Target chooses which to roll. Which roll to use the bonus on before rolling? It's gone? It's gone, gone, yeah. Okay, so just plus one. Yeah. Alright. And as he's uh, continuing to work at the lock, Venetia's like, So you said you're from Pal Skelton? (laughs) Yes. 18. That's not due, but that does not fail. So you don't break the lock. Okay, keep trying. You keep trying, yep. Okay, keep trying. And I'm saying this aid is applying to all of them. Okay. Come on, big bunny. Time is passing when you do this, by the way. <laughs> Again? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Before Pop sculpted. Oh, I got distracted. <laughs> whoops. I do. I'll have to ask you much about that later. Oh, oh whoops, Mr. Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> you got distracted for a bit, then you went, nope, time to do it. <laughs> I feel like now is not the time to have an in-depth description. Okay, yes. so that is the mandibles <coughs> on his hands unlocked, but he still has the ball and chain on his ankle. Can I try that too? Okay. That one would be also a simple lock, the same DC. Brain oh, just right. kind of puts his foot up I will on say the ball and chain. another aid for this one. That will apply for all the checks until you guys spend more time later. This this roll is not legitimate. I'm oh, it's cocked. We'll be doing a second actually. Okay. Twenty-four again. It's a plus one. All right. It's close to a critical aid. Okay. Close. That one was a natural one. Ouch. I, th- I think I'm gonna use my hero point so I don't break my tools. Are you sure? Also, breaking the lock yeah. would be not great right now. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. For those one, of you one who, per episode, don't we? Uh, yes. For those of you who don't know what your points work in Pathfinder 2E, if you you can choose, uh, it's like one, you get one every session, and you can gain more later. We're only gonna have it one per session, um, or one per episode, and you can use it to reroll any dice, basically. But uh, we also have a off rule for it, a homebrew rule for it, which we will get to when it happens. Actually, I would like to point out that critically failing trying to pick a lock does not break the lock, only the thieves' tools. It's critically oh. failing trying to bust open up a door is when you fuck yourself. Yeah. 
So you just break the thieves tools that you have to spend 10 minutes to repair. And money. And money. And money? Yeah, because you, you, you have to buy the lock picks. You have to go buy replacement uh, picks for a fraction of the price. Can't yeah. say, did you buy any replacement? Well, I think instead of using the hero point, I'm actually going to let it... So he <laughs> starts on the ball chain like, oh, this one's a completely different lock. He only has a movement speed penalty. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. But he, he now that he can even use his hands, he can fight, probably. There Which is a, what, a, what is it, minus 15, minus 10? Yeah. It's minus 10, right? It's, uh, it's minus 15, but I can run really fast. Uh, Ziki really started the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, Ziki's the uh, uh, level challenge, run. challenge run in Dog Souls, yeah. He's going to beat the final boss. I'm going to get stick. this with no bonfire. Let's go. No, with, with, with his karate chop hands. <laughs> but after a moment, you just hear like a pink. <laughs> and Venetius pulls back a broken lock, but he's like, well. Try a different approach, and he'll stand up and try Acid Splash. Acid Splash lock! Classic! Acid Splash. Uh, Actually, uh, hang on. Let me, let me reconsider that, because that'll do splash damage. I was going to say, uh, ow. We got to look at material hardness, Andy. I'm looking it up. Okay. God, don't tell me how to... <laughs> you got to tell you how to play the game, though. I'm going to play my lit. fucking... We're going to do, we're gonna do Produce Flame. We're just going to sustain Produce Flame on the chain until it melts away. That's okay. get really hot. Will it make it through the chain? We'll find out. Probably not. I don't think so. Chains but, aren't, I don't think, there we that go. conductive, All right. especially if they're loose. This is made of iron. Hard. What is your damage? Well. What's your max damage? My maximum damage is... 2d4 plus 4? Is that so? Yeah. It's going to be... 12. Okay. And how, what's, what's the, what damage dice do you roll? D4s. So 12, is it 2D4s plus 4? Yep. Okay. I'm going to say this can work, though it's going to be a skill challenge. You're going to roll three, three uh, not skills, you're going to roll three attacks. I'm going to average it, and then. I'm gonna give you how much time it takes and possibly <coughs> how much damage Braid might be taking. Are you just getting rid of the chain or are you getting rid of the Yeah, he's just trying to melt through the chain. Just so the, the chain, alright. That will, not, will still be that there. won't do any damage to Braden then. Can we can I aid with a ray of frost? No, that's called a counter. You gotta No, no. You if you heat up and cool down metal rapidly, it shatters. You're right. That's true, actually. Oh fuck, you're right. <clears throat> I forgot about that. Can I roll the aid with Ray of Frost? I learned that from uh uh for me to you. It's called heat stress. Yeah, actually. I'm feeling stressed. <laughs> I'm, watching, I'm feeling pretty stressed right now. Uh, I'm going to say both you will damage. I'm going to tell you how long it'll take you. Oh, just okay. damage? Just, just, just damage from one of the spells. Don't need to roll to hit. It's a stationary fucking thing. If you miss something stationary like that, that's on you. That's sad. That's sad. <laughs> Perfectly average. I, I did pretty good. 11. Okay. I'm going to say it takes you guys about a little bit less than a minute to freeze, heat, freeze, heat, freeze, heat, and then snaps. A little bit of chain is left. I'm going to say while this chain is still on the dangling, <coughs> you have minus two to stealth. Just kind of skill. Okay. So just, just keep that as a note. But and your movement is not impaired. <laughs> as we break the chain, Venetius will also unsheath the dagger and hand it to you. Handle first. No. This should be able to protect you in getting out of this place. Venetia sounds like Pierce. <laughs> you stop that. You sound like Pierce. Yeah, you stop that. 
Oh my. Okay. Pierce is a little bit softer. Venetia is a little bit deeper. Oh, okay. My apologies. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, just, I didn't have my notes on me. Yeah, you're taking notes <laughs> on, on the voices. Yeah, my thanks. I'll make sure we get out of here live. I, I was going to say you stand behind me, but you all look like you're better equipped, so I, I'll stand behind you. Does anybody have any... Uh, I'm looking at the chains dangling down by your feet. Anything to tie those to his legs so they don't make so much noise. I have some rope. Bedrolls. Don't really want to tear into my bedrolls, though. I look at my backpack. <coughs> Nothing. I look at him. A light bulb pops in her head. She pulls some gauze. Like, about to grab out of a, a satchel on her side. Okay. Holds the chains up. Kind of taut. Wait, 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 wait. I can do it myself. I'm not a baby. Give me the gauze. <laughs> if you insist, I'll throw it at you. Sure. I'm going to take the gauze and go... <laughs> Give me a crafting trick. Look at it. It's probably good that you did that. I'm bad at those. I look around. I'm like, wait, I don't know how to tie this so well. Is anyone a medic? Uh, look over to the some medicine. I can help. I look at. I look at Angel. I look at the the, the fox toting woman, and I'm just like, here, you tie it on. And I present my feet like a child. Oh, Craft check. Cool. I'll give you an alchemist. Yeah, of course. Malcolmy. Can I attempt to aid? Like, just feet just outstretched. I'm just sitting down. I won't, but I want to know what I would have got. It's a good thing I have a big bonus. You have a plus one. Venetia's aiding. What? It's a good thing I'm an expert in crafting. That's going to be a 13. Darwin gets carried by the big bonus. 13 total? (laughs) 13 total. Okay. I'm going to say that reduces the penalty by one, so now it's only minus one stealth. <laughs> it helps. Oh, it not, does not, help. Not, not, not very effective, though. It still chafes. It still chafes. <laughs> There's a little jingle to my ankles, and it's like, oh, well, thank you so much for that. When we go down to rest, I'll be able to spend a little bit more time and get something a little <coughs> bit better rolling. Oh, by the way, there's no light here. <laughs> I, st- I did not mention that at all. How dark are we talking? We're talking pitch black. Oh, fuck me. Oh, no. So we're, we're going to go ahead and say, do you have a torch on you? Yes, I would have lit it. Okay, you, you have the lit torch. Just keep that in mind. Okay. I think it's 15, 15. So 15 right. white, then 15 dim. I only assume there's blood 20, over there now. 20, 20 <laughs> you got up close to it, remember? I couldn't see shit. <laughs> I went over there by myself. And was... there might be blood here. There's something scabby on the floor. <laughs> One thing I always forget, light. Light. While we're also fiddling around doing things, Eluna will walk over to Brainerd and Angel and hand you guys each two bottles. Drink these when you're in danger. They'll heal you up. And hands Venetia's one and keeps one for herself. That's very generous of you. Thank you. It is fun. I make them every day. I really only need one. You sure? I have a couple healing potions of my own. I'll take hers. I don't have anything. Use these before you use yours. These are not the proper potion. Temporary. It'll expire in 24 hours or so. If you insist. And I store them. Thanks. That doesn't seem very fair. What kind of alchemist are you? Don't, if you don't mind me asking. One who will get to make six more tomorrow. And six more after the... Six more, and six more. It's just a bit of magic that expires after a few... After a day or so. 
Oh, it's a magical thing then. Yes. Well, what does become? Well, what does it become after it's all like, you know, just expired? And she pulls it out. And it's it's more. It's not like a liquid. It's more like a sludge in a shot glass. It becomes disgusting sludge. Right now, it's disgusting sludge that will bring you back from death. In 24 hours, it will be disgusting sludge. I think I liked it without knowing the information. I'm done asking questions. I'm going to say at this point, everyone give me a perception <clears throat> check. I got an 18, six. boss. 18? Oh, no. Why? 13, Dad. 9. <laughs> 10. Okay. Cooler than 9. <laughs> 18, you said? Yes, okay. Sir. As you guys are all just kind of sitting there talking... You hear a, like a thing of wind, almost like like something passing wide above your head. Something flying. Who all hears it? Only Braden. Only Braden. Slow down. Slow down. Grab your hats. Something's above us. Look up. Don't pay attention to it. We don't want, don't want to act like it's here. Does my fox smell anything within 30 feet? Got you had the familiar. Oh... Yes. I said at this moment, the same moment, the fox does smell something and uh, kind of, kind of nudges you, and just kind of uses nose to point. I don't know how your fox is. You can't be familiar, but it can't talk to me or anything like that. But it's intelligent, and it's just there's something here, close. Well, it would seem it's time to test our metal. I would like to ready in action. Okay. If you would insist. What was that thing you did earlier when you first saw us? It was... I'd take the stance. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> you, you guys hear a voice echoing from up above. So it's a high-pitched voice. And uh, you can't tell the origins because it echoes. It goes... You! You! That's it. Oh my god, it's so small! Can I seek for it? You may attempt to seek for it. I'd like to attempt to seek for it. I will also do that. Why Venetius, wouldn't I? Venetius goes, yeah. Who are you? Identify yourself. I'd like to have seek. my oh. fox. Fox. <laughs> fox cannot hate me right now. There's oh, oh. Don't. Oh. Best now roll of the night. May I try and borrow Angel's torch to try and help my investigation? That's why I get it now. One, you oh, take the torches. By the way, it, um, so the ceiling stands probably twenty feet tall. That's twenty. Ceiling. It's the tall ceiling, yeah. So we can see the ceiling then. With a torch, yeah. Okay, never mind. I don't need to borrow the torch. I use a seek action. That one. Seventeen. That one. Seventeen. Thirteen. Eighteen. Eighteen. Best okay. roll of the night. Seventeen and eighteen. You got eighteen again. Wait. Seventeen. Yeah, seventeen. You got eighteen. Okay, so it's right. Both of you can pinpoint the voice that came from a specific spot in the ceiling, but nothing is visible. Hmm. It could be the spell clear uh, audience, or something's invisible. Okay. That's what you, that's what you can kind of guess. Does uh, Venetius get a response? It, it didn't say anything after it um, tried, tried to talk. Well, he, he called out to it, like, Who are you? Identify yourself. I am the wind, the the terror of tornadoes. I am the master of 
the st my fucking names as well. <laughs> I like the idea of it just Lustrico. I want to say all society or con check for anyone who is trained in it. It's time for Arcana. No. Yeah. Okay. Twelve. Nine. Mm. You you rolling, Nix? I don't have that. You don't have society? Mm -hmm. Oh, did you say? Is oh. society or Arcana? Eleven. Not twelve. Why would I take society? I don't. Why would you not take society? You live in one. <laughs> yeah, we all do. Doesn't mean you're trained in it. <laughs> Doesn't mean you care about it. Yeah. All right, fine then. Uh, none of you know that name. Fuck society. Alright, listen. I think it might be the, the lord of this place, and I don't care why we're leaving. I want to get away from that voice. Mm, do you want something? Are you just here to watch us? Why are you here? Uh, give me the diplomacy check. What'd you get? I can't roll above an eight. <laughs> that, that's a six. Oh no. You don't worry about me, I don't worry about you. I like that idea. Let's not worry about it. Let's leave. Goodbye, guys. Well, if there's nothing to worry about, goodbye. <laughs> See ya. Yes, wait, 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 where are we? Except we've lost our element of surprise. Where, where are we? I think it's as confused as we are. Don't know. We don't know where we're at. I'd have to see the outside before I could even try. Uh, speaking of, what are you? Oh, you motorists? That one might be. No. Not at all. Nope. I shake my head. No. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, again, your podcast. Yeah, sorry. I. <laughs> Uh, is there anyone else? Well, there could be, but not with us. Not that we know of. Right, I'll be following you. How about, how about this? We can't see you. Do you mind telling us what you are? Maybe you got some use for us. A powerful wizard. That's, that's, <laughs> that's great. Can you see in the dark? Yes. Alright, well, we can't see you. But we can hear you. So if you could, like, uh, keep it, keep, uh, keep it a bit quiet and maybe float around in front of us. Maybe there's, maybe we're not the only ones here. Roll diplomacy. Roll that diplomacy. That is a 15. Ooh. Well. Well, uh, not too far ahead. Not too far ahead. We want to get out of this place too, and alive, just like you. So, you keep an eye out for us, we'll keep you alive. I keep my word on that. Oh wait, we'll have a mutual understanding. Yeah, we'll have one of those. What's well, mutual understanding? 
It's when An two agreement. people understand things. I think only one of us understands something. Well, on that note, I do believe we intend to find the exit. Shall we begin towards well, that? I door? recommend for the, the naked one to go pick up some equipment around the corner. There's corpses. Which corner? That one? And he'll point towards the, the end of the hallway we haven't explored yet. The one you haven't explored yet. Okay. Do you have any idea what caused the corpses? You just can see for yourself. That's not mm -hmm. very beneficial. It's quite obvious. Well, let's go. I'm about to be quiet, right? Venetius will start marching towards that unexplored corner. <laughs> uh, we can't go now. It's not going there. Uh, I'll take point or something. Uh... Okay. That's right. Oh, boink. Sorry. Yep. Wow. <coughs> Alright. As you turn around the Whack corner, you see what it, more of the same type of hallway, uh, except there seems to be some kind of... Uh, I guess you can say disturbance. It looks like that one of the rooms has been broken from the inside. Uh, rocks of the wall kind of scatter all across. And above the ceiling, it looks to be that massive stones have fallen. Uh, there's even holes that lead up, but they also appear to be blocked by something. I'm not sure what. Okay. These stones, giant stones, fell and seemed to have crushed some people. A lot about four different people all wearing different armors and weapons. Hmm. Enough to, for you to gain you light armor and weapon of choice, I would say. Nice. Weapon of choice. So they are bloody, and you only get the armor and the weapon. No, nothing additional. Unless you want to pick up additional dagger or sword or something. Well, you can get Braden outfitted and then presumably march towards that hallway. The, um, the one that leads out of this square set of hallways out of the square <laughs> leave the square cell block d that's where we're at knew it looks like it although oh you know before we, circles everywhere is quite odd before we leave this area could i stop and make like note of the um the runes and whatnot in one of these magic circles. You want to like copy in your journal? The later reference. Okay, you just have to spend five minutes to do so though. Okay, that's fine. All right, as he go goes to situate himself with armor, you sit there and record the circle for later reference. Excellent. Okay, so the five minutes pass and you guys are ready to move forward. Is that correct? Let's do it. All right. Shall we get marching order? Heck yeah, yeah bro. Line up right there. Okay. <coughs> Who wants point? You do. I was gonna say probably me. <laughs> you want point. You and Ziki. Yeah, Ziki, are, are you a frontline kind of fella? Where Where do you want to be at? Seems like it. I assume so. A sword yeah. and sword and armor. Yeah. I think I actually want to be five feet back well, from the party. For, for the sake the sake of the podcast, what weapon do you pick up, Ziki? Give me a second, boss. Okay. Okay, bud. Okay. Before we get into <clears throat> potential combat, can I go out for a smoke? Take a quickie break. I mean, we're 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 at a, a 
good deal of recording time. I think we're probably close to ending. Anyway. We're close. I have a call off time. I, I I know I know what's gonna I know when, but uh, okay. Wait, we're ending it. Getting close to the finish of the first episode. Oh okay. Yeah, whole podcast. Oh, yeah, this is this oh, is it. Fuck. This is it, bud. It's episode one and the finale. <laughs> it was great, guys. It was great when I last. <laughs> really, congratulations. Everyone died. <laughs> we got crushed by rocks. Like, <laughs> we go to retrieve the armor. It caves on us. This the, this campaign was meant to kind of put some reality in your lives. Sometimes <laughs> heroes die for no fucking reason. Immediately, they begin the grand adventure and die. You weren't a hero. You were a side character. The real hero is the one in my own personal story that I'll be releasing next year <laughs> <laughs> on Audible. The guy floating. Yeah, it's the invisible guy. The invisible man, ironically, not you. I'm going to take a, a bet. Method. Method? I think that's a method. Method that's invisible? Yeah. Okay. It's a good bet. Invisible How much method. You want to uh, put, put money behind that? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't I mean, know, maybe like a... You do know the creature. Do I? We have a, a, a come across this in a previous 2B uh, campaign. We have? Mm -hmm. I'll give you that hint. Oh. Alright, you yeah, said I, I can pick up two weapons, right? Uh, so, like, you can pick up, like, any weapon you want, basically, that isn't, like, exotic, I would say. Right. And that, so you can pick up a martial weapon, and then, like, any common, simple weapon. That's fine. Like, you can get a couple. I'm, I'm okay with that. So if you want to get like a, a spear, a sword, and two daggers, that's fine. Pick... List a backpack. No okay. backpack. Are we taking a quick break and nap? Almost. Why? Why? While Ziggy is fetching his stuff, let's take a quick break. Okay. Five, five minutes. Three, okay. So. Ovaltine? Actually, let me just look at this way. Oh, that's a lot of damage. Alright, as you guys uh, go to the end of the hallway and look right to left. Yep. <coughs> okay. Oh, this is convenient. Okay. So, you look down to the right end of the hallway, which is the more interesting side. More fallen stone, and what appears to be a whole collapse at the end, end of this hallway, going down roughly 40 feet or so. Uh, does not look like there's any entrance or exit that way, but the most interesting part is you see, uh, the two of you with dog vision, just see a, a, a body over there laying down. Looks stiff and it looks weird, but you have dogfish and you can't you can't see color. Seems to be a corpse over there. There's something off about it though. I enter a stance. And you all notice the same statues, broken and <coughs> disfigured. Okay. All lined up against the wall. And if you look down the other side, it's just the same broken statue and empty hallway going all the way down. Do the broken statues look deliberately smashed or like structurally smashed? Because this place seems to be structurally unsound. <clears throat> so did the statues break because of that or does it look like somebody smashed them apart? Give me a perception. Okay. 18. 
Looks like they're deliberately smashed. Interesting. While everyone's looking at this, Brynn's gonna come back up after, you know, taking a few minutes after dressing up. And in his hand, he has um, a great axe they've, like, picked up from a body. Ooh. With a bloody handprint just kind of like grip like over like the like the, the crescent shape of the blade where someone tried to grab it by the sharp end. Ooh. He also has like um, a dagger made of bone that's wrapped with um a leather like handle with like um the serrated points of like jaw like um serration that's kind of jutting out between the leather bindings. He kind of puts that into like into his belt loop. He says, "All right, I'm back." Okay. Do you, uh, do you return my dagger, by the way, now that you're equipped? <laughs> Not at all. If he sees you equipped, he's like, can I have my dagger back? After we're done here, I'll be glad to give it back to you. If you don't mind. Mm. I can throw it. Well, that's fair. I don't particularly need it. Okay. Um. I'd like to go see what that corpse might be. If it is a corpse, <clears throat> it looks unusual. Okay. You guys go down the hallway then? Cautiously. Yes. Cautiously, yes. Carefully. You want to roll perception checks? Go ahead. It's not Ooh. that much fun. Not that much fun. Good old Persepi. <coughs> Perseples. Pardon me. I'm cursed this episode, yes. guys. I just can't roll good. I'm, so oh. I'm rolling fantastic. Here. Roll. Don't do it. Though. That's my best die. That die goes so well. Uh, 22. I have a joke for you. Hey, I got something like that, but it's, you know, not. It's a 12. I got a 22. Don't listen to it. 22, 12. You are 11. 18. Okay. So, looking down cautiously the hallway, nothing appears to be heightened. Nothing appears to be there, and everything seems to be stagnant and dead. As the light heads over to the corpse, and you see, there looks to be like a completely frozen body. It's stiff. It almost, look, it almost looks like it's an icicle. Interesting. Either it's a body with a coating mm. or it is completely an ice sculpture. Oh. We can I take a look at it and yeah. see if it is actually a frozen person. That'll be a medicine check. Right. I can do that. I'd also like to sit down and investigate. I cannot. How's your medicine? That. What? How's your medicine? It exists. Plus six. Well, we can do both make a roll. Do you want to aid me? Do you want me to aid you? I'll aid you. Okay. He should try his own roll, for the record. That's a 15. I barely aid. We did good, guys. <gasps> That's a 26. <gasps> with the aid. Holy shit. I got a nap 20 for a 21. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck you! <laughs> All of you start looking at this. Did I critically succeed? Do I know this person? <laughs> I think we both well, 26 critically is succeed. not a critically succeed. Ooh. Oh. Does it have 20 critically succeed? Amadeus. Yes. Because you succeed oh. and get the critical success with the nat 20. <laughs> DC was 20, by the way. Nice. Even with proficiency with that level. Um, you know this is not a person. This is not. This is not a frozen person. This is a water elemental. 
known specifically as a Ladaluska. It's essentially a water <coughs> elemental that takes this the frozen shape inside of form of someone that looks into the water. Uh, there's no water nearby though, so perhaps it was maintained this form for a little while. They are intelligent creatures, but this one appears to be motionless. Hold on, that's that's a very unique kind of water elemental right there. It takes the form of whoever gazes into it. Supposedly we can attempt to speak with it. Hello? Like at this point, it's like a fish out of water. I don't think we're going to get much answer out of it. Well, Poke it with a stick, though. We won't we'll kick it. We won't know unless we thaw it. Yeah, touch it with my boot. <coughs> Hold the touch torch. it with the boot. Mm. I'd be wary. You see it as you touch it, and the ever so slight force kind of rolls it back and forth on its rounded back. Oh, well, damn, this thing's made out of jelly. It's jelly um, elemental. I take my torch, and I start to thaw its head and face only. Try to thaw it out. I'd also like to take a good study at it before it potentially changes. Just study the facial features. Okay. So you guys start to look at it. Inspecting it. It appears to be motionless. You kind of look into it. It's uh, almost like touching just, just regular ice. That's dry, like it is dry ice. You, you kind of, your fingers stick to it. If it's, you know, on uh, flesh contact. It hurts. Yeah, I can hurt. You got gloves <clears throat> on though. And yeah. You got, I guess. Well, I don't touch I think, either, I think you two are the only ones without gloves. Uh, so definitely touching it. You kind of get, feel a little, little bit stuck to it. Um... <laughs> As you guys take the moment to, 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 to kind of inspect it, you hear coming around back to the uh, the, the corner that you guys were in, the uh, the hallway you came from. Uh, you hear that creature go, Magic one! I found something! Oh? Come! Venetius will wave to the party like, Shall we go see what this is? Well, this isn't a threat at the moment, so... It's yeah, this interesting. Can this can wait. Right. Not dangerous. And uh, Venetius will head over there, assuming okay. the party's going with him. Is yep. the party going with him? Yep. Okay. I turn around and I'm just like... Stay put. <laughs> I kind of like put a, <laughs> point a finger down at the frozen thing. Okay. I assume you're in the same formation or...? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, for the most part. All right. As you guys kind of go around the corner, um, and kind of look look around, uh, it's exactly how you left it. Okay. Uh, obviously the creature doesn't show itself. But, uh, once you see what happens, Iluna, you kind of let it kind of start going, you know, it's kind of weird. Something's off. That, it talked funny. Ooh. And as you think of that, and you kind of look up to spots you didn't expect before, you turn around at the statue, and you see two owl-like eyes staring at you. This creature is tall as a human, red-feathered all around, with a very scary-looking white pattern on its face, kind of looking like, like almost claw marks almost. 
And out from the center of it, almost the center of its torso, two lengthy black hands that are very long and almost look like they have very, very sharp talons. As soon as you notice it, and it notices you, it pounces. And that's where we're going to end the first episode. Oh, what a cool creature. No! <laughs> <laughs> And that is where the end of the episode of Dirty Dice Do a Boom. Hope you enjoyed. Would you look at that? You made it to the end of this episode. I don't know, maybe it's because you like my voice or something. Or maybe you just like that bitch angels. But if you like this content, give us a like. Hell, give us a subscription. Follow us along. Do whatever it is you've got to do. But more importantly, if you like this music that we've been playing, and the ambience we've been playing with it, please check out Michael Gelfley's website. Or his band cam. That man can make some music. Hell, I feel so immersed in this tavern that doesn't really exist. It's incredible. But please also give a lot of credit to the man who made our intro music for us. Dash 30. That man is pretty special. Anyways, I'm gonna head out. I need to get another drink at the counter. But while you're here, please check out the links below. At Barkeep.